ASI were about 38 degrees. Thank you, Savannah Relations. Enjoy your flight. Welcome on board. We're getting ready to push off the gate and get you on the way. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. Welcome back. I am so excited. We have Matthew on for part two of our podcast stuff today. And we're going to dive a little bit more into the marketing. So now you've got a podcast, you have something that is going out on a regular basis, but how the heck do you market this darn thing? That's what we're going to be talking to Matthew about today. And so welcome, Matthew. Thanks so much for coming back on. And for those listeners that missed last week's episode, remind us who the heck are you? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Nicole. My name is Matthew Melstein. I am the founder and CEO of Old Soul, a marketing agency that specializes in podcast production. Yeah, that's, you know, it's podcasts are, they're still a big thing, as we kind of talked about last week. They're still a, a really big source of building that brand awareness, building that know, like, and trust. But one of the things that I know a lot of people who start a podcast struggle with is how the heck to market this thing. I mean, we've put all this time and effort into it. We've created the the scripts or we've gotten the guests. We've done all the recording. We've edited it. We've put it out where it's supposed to be and crickets. Yeah. So where do we start marketing? That's a really great question. And it's, Important to start there because the idea of build it and they will come does not apply to many facets, including podcasting. It works works for fields in the middle of Iowa, but not so much for podcasts. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, the space, there's thousands, if not millions of podcasts out there. So how do we stand out from the crowd? And like we discussed last week, it should first start with what is the goal of the show? And who's our target audience? Because when we identify those two things, that determines the type of content that we create. And with that, uh, do you want to talk more about the channels we should be on or should we just take, talk about the goal a little bit more? Let's, you know, let's dive in a little bit to, I mean, if we focused on the goal, we know what, uh, you know, that is to kind of get more listeners, to get more people to potentially convert to our clients. So where do we, where do we get those individuals? Okay. So if we're looking at our channels or medium, same thing, we have social, we have our website, potentially a newsletter, an email subscription. and. With each of those platforms, there's ways to really go deep for them. So for example, with Twitter, you can actually have a newsletter feature in Twitter that you could be taking transcriptions from your podcast episodes and posting it there. And we really want to, if we zoom out for a sec, we need to be thinking, how can we get the most value out of one singular podcast episode? And we start with, okay, we have our full episode. That goes on YouTube if it's video. That goes on Anchor, which is distributing to Spotify, Apple, et cetera, for audio. And then from there, we want to look for moments when we're going back 
that are are worthwhile, that are val valuable on their own. So that's going to be a video snippet, an audio snippet, a quote from the guest or a quote from the host. We're going to extract those and then fix them up, so to speak, and curate them for individual platforms for posting. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that. So what you're, yeah. what I'm kind of hearing you say here is don't just post that you have a new episode and and then kind of go on to start working on your next right. episode. Nurture that a little bit more. Absolutely, because the problem is, as you said, you, there's so much time invested into one episode. You have research, you have outreach, you have to you know do your scripts for intro, outro. You need to get the guest on the show have that conversation, follow up afterwards. When it gets to the marketing point, people tend to be exhausted. It's like, oh, I don't want, I just want to post that. I want people to listen. I don't want to do anything else. I get that. But the problem is if we're too focused on cranking out episodes, episode one will drop this week, episode two next week, three the following, so on and so forth. Well, then no, there's no incentive for people to go back to episode one unless we're finding those valuable moments and we're dripping it out throughout the weeks and months to follow. Mm, I like that. Uh, and yet the, the kind of uh, overwhelm productivity mm. person in me is like, okay, now I'm pushing out more content oh, yeah. to my audience. How do I balance that with the content that I already have going out? Even if it's not like, if I have a, a, an Instagram channel, for example, mm -hmm. And I'm posting three times a week on that already. And one of those is my podcast episode. Am I going to be flooding them with too much information if I'm now also posting about a past podcast episode? Absolutely. And that's a really great question. The answer is, it depends. It all depends on your audience because it's the golden taking, answer, isn't it? It, it really <laughs> is. It's just the way to get out of any direct response in answering a question. But the truth of the matter is, if we're looking at this more from a point of adding value to our audience, unless we're trying to drive people to listen to the full episode, then we can utilize Instagram Reels as a just dripping out nuggets of information. So when we look at it that way, I think we'd be doing our audience a disservice if we're not providing them value that might impact them where they are in life at that moment. And that might occur from a reel that otherwise wouldn't be posted out fear of, you know, just spamming them with, with content. So what I'm hearing from that and my big takeaway is we have this other content going out anyway, use the podcasts for the source of that content. So if we have an educational post going out on Wednesday, instead of just being a generic educational post, use the content from the podcast to create that educational post. Is that, is that am I Absolutely. on the right track here? You're on the right track because here's the thing. All this time goes into the podcast. So why are we not extending the shelf life? If we're just posting a thumbnail on Instagram, posting the full episode, and then maybe like a quote graphic, that's just not enough. What we could do if we really, really want to optimize time, you find a one minute section that's valuable. There's an Instagram reel. Then type it out or get the transcription and make that into a carousel post. Same content being said, just in a different format. Then you could have even a shorter version, a couple of words as an Instagram post. You have a story post. This all comes from one 60-second clip. 
So if we take that idea and apply it throughout an episode, like literally you could create a hundred pieces of content, not without a ton of effort. Mm. Wow. That's, that's great information because I'm all about not reinventing the wheel and not, you know, inundating everybody that the the information is there, utilize it and and get the most bang for your buck. So besides social media, do we have any other um, sort of creative ways of marketing and getting the word out about these things? Absolutely. Everyone listening that has a podcast, if there's one thing you do after this episode, please add it in your email signature. We saw an increase in people reaching out to be interviewed on the show when simply one of our hosts said, you know, uh, host of XYZ podcast with a hyperlink. Take it a step further, make a bit.ly account so you can have a trackable link and put that in your email signature that sends them to the same place. And now you can actually see, okay, how many people are clicking my email signature? So that's a very quick way. Think about the number of emails you're sending out each week. And you're going to find people in your network are like, oh, you have a podcast? That's cool. Because how often are you on a call? And you're like, oh, by the way, on last week's episode, it doesn't really happen in natural conversation as it should. So that's, right. that's one idea. Um, there's also your website component. Every, like, if we're really doing this thing, every episode should be its own blog post. Create a template that makes it simple, embed the YouTube video, embed the audio, put a transcription in, get the bio of the guest, bio of the show, bio of the host, social links, you're done. And when you have that template down, it really should take you no more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to add my own here. A couple of the ones that, that I know we use a lot is make sure that your guests are, are promoting it for you, but don't like, I'm both a podcast host, obviously, mm-hmm. as we sit here chatting, and a guest. And the the shows that are going to get me to promote them are the ones that give me the material. If I have to go out and have my team create the image, create the post, create all the details, it ain't getting shared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. but unless it was a fabulous interview and yeah. it actually leads back to some, you know, possible resources for me, but. Um, at the end of the day, if the host will send me the graphics and send me a blurb that I can use on the social media, and I just send that to my team and say, hey, put that in the circulation, boom, it's done. Uh, Make it easy for your guests to reshare that content. Yeah. No, I mean, that is such a a golden nugget. When you're decreasing the amount of resistance for your guests to post, it's the easiest thing. And when you're supplying them with the content, that's what we've done before. And we get so many more people actually discussing the podcast. Cause like you said, they don't have to go on Canva and make a post. They don't have to listen to the entire interview and think what's a, a valuable quote. We do it for them. Something simple that could be done for Instagram specifically is invite your guests as a collaborator versus tagging them. Cause what that does is it will show up in the guest feed and on their profile. So when you go and look, you'll see that video snippet that you posted on theirs as well. What does this accomplish? Everyone that they that follows them will see that as if they posted the piece of content. So that okay, is a I got to write that one yeah, down. <laughs> yeah, it, it changes so much because then you think about, okay, if we're inviting someone that's the CEO of XYZ company, I'm going to invite the CEO, 
I'm going to invite the company as collaborators as well. So now you'll have three different channels. Maybe you invite yourself as the host on your personal as well. So you have the host, you have the podcast, you have the CEO and their company. Those are four potential audience groups to see your content versus a hashtag or tagging them and they reshare it. Like it will literally go out to those four individual audiences. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to have to get my social media gal on that. I'm there not sure we've been doing that one. So <laughs> it's more new. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love new, new tips and tidbits Good. for sure. Um, do you have any other, like, just, Hey man, I don't think there's a lot of people using this technique. I, I really want to get this one out there. Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say, Honestly, I would say video. And I know video scares a lot of people. And there are a million video podcasts. I get that. But utilizing video just triples, quadruples, a thousand times your your output in marketing content. So I'd say look at video if possible and keep it simple. Hmm. That's that's a great tip. And I know I tend to be one of those, I'm not a big fan of video only because one, I hate trying to have to be video ready. And uh, two, I'm not a video consumer. So right. I tend to like shy away from that. Sure. But I also know very well that there is a huge market of video consumers out there. And so I'm missing the boat on that one. Um well aware of it but, uh, okay. for sure. And I do have my social media gal, you know, I'll, I'll uh, get out and about and hit the the little phone and, and record a little sure. snippet here and there. Um, but using the actual video for YouTube or other channels like that, even uh, LinkedIn now has native video mm-hmm. as well. So th- that's a great tip for sure. What would you where would you start with somebody if they came to you and said, I've got a podcast. I, um, I I really, my numbers aren't there. I want to ramp this up. Where would you start with them? YouTube shorts. That would be shorts. So that's like reels for Mm -hmm. those of us that are kind of more in the Instagram world or Facebook stories. Um, same kind of concept only, uh, for YouTube, huh? Correct. YouTube came out uh, in late summer and said, there are two algorithms on YouTube. There's the main algorithm that's been around for decades. And then there's YouTube shorts and YouTube shorts functions differently than reels or TikTok. in that at least at the time of this taping, you can take one short that you post and repost it several times as another one. So you go to your feed, you could literally have five of the same exact video posted and won't get taken down. Why does this matter? Well, we can be testing things like what is the, uh, what's the title of it? And we're changing things every time to see what is working, but yes, shorts all the way. Wow. Love it. And of course, you know, because those of us that are smart, we're not doing this all ourselves. We don't have to be the masters. Your agency, you guys do this for, for your clients. You're helping them develop a, a marketing brand, a marketing strategy around getting more uh, listeners to their podcasts. Um, So how can they, when they start working with you, what does that process look like? Great question. So one quick thing, If I was to start outsourcing anything for my podcast, I'd start with an editor and then I would go to a virtual assistant. And 
that's just because think about, you know, it takes time to watch these, to do quality assurance checks and to find time code like minute one to minute two of a snippet. So if you can have a VA, a virtual assistant do that, that's going to save you loads and loads of time. Our onboarding process for an existing show is simple. Send us your assets, get us set up on the back end, and let's discuss the goal. And then from there, it can be as hands-on or hands-off as possible. I mean, I have shows that literally we're finding all the snippets. We're not even running it by the host anymore because we've worked together long enough. And we're just, we're posting, whether that's, you know, twice a week or five to 10 times a week. I love it. I love the fact that, uh, you know, as clients, you can take things off your plate and it's all about delegating and not having to decide because Mm. if we're stuck in that deciding phase where we're still telling our team, well, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. That's not saving you any time uh, by any means. And it's definitely exhaustive uh, when you're having to make decisions all day long, every day. So love the idea of being able to truly delegate something and get it off your plate. All I have to do is hit the record button, show up, do the recording, hand it over to my team and say, yep, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Drop the mic. (laughs) Exactly. And, And then start recording your next one. I love it. Thanks so much. So Matthew, how can they find out more about Old Soul and get connected with you? Absolutely. So to connect with me, just shoot me an invitation on LinkedIn. It's just Matthew Milstein. And for Old Soul, either Google Old Soul Marketing or go to aoldsoul.com. I love it. And for those of you out there, uh, it's it's not about having the ideal marketing plan right now. It's about knowing that the ideal marketing plan for you is available and there is a place to get started. Just don't don't be afraid to take that step to get started. I think that's really the true truly the message that we want to to get out there today for sure because there's there's amazing opportunities in podcasting and we want to make sure that you take advantage of those. Yes. Thank you so much for you listeners out there. And I want to share an exciting new tool that Virtual A Team is coming out with. It is called the How Ready Are You for Your Own Virtual A Team. And this is a short little quiz. It'll take you three to five minutes. Boom, boom, boom. And you're going to find out where you are ready to get started with a virtual team and how to take those next steps. You can find that quiz at virtualateam.com. And we will see you next week on another awesome flight of Coaches Copilot. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.